Previously on Poldark, Ross takes a leave of Parliament during their break to assess what's going on at the mine as it's not making all that much money. He comes up with a crazy idea that wounds up flooding the whole thing and almost killing a guy named Bobby. So, unfortunately, the mine is not looking very profitable. Also, we see that George has bought his way back into Parliament and, unfortunately, Dwight and Caroline lost their daughter and Caroline decides to flee to London to drown her sorrows in alcohol and parties. So let's see where things happen this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. After a week off, we are back on the Lords of Grantham podcast. How are you, Corey? Welcome back to America. Thanks, man. Thanks. Feel, feeling really toasty. <laughs> that, that, uh, the beer is still flowing through your veins. I, yeah, I drank my weight in beer. I was in uh, Germany, for people who, who don't know, last week. Went to both Berlin and Munich. Was stopped by Oktoberfest. Those pints are huge. And... Uh, would it's you call them pints though. when they're bigger than a pint? Well, there's liter glasses too. Oh, okay. Did you drink a boot? No, I did not drink the boot. I did not, and I did not stand up on a table and, and drink the boot or anything. Uh, but yeah, survived it. <laughs> Rough go, but you know, I'm, I'm back here. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Yeah, yeah, man. The beer over there is good. It's very fresh, uh, but. It was disturbing just to see people walking around Oktoberfest just by their own lonesome, barely standing up straight. I was like, this is not the place for me. Get me out of here. I don't, I don't belong. <laughs> That's, uh, we're too old for that. I don't know. I, there were people much older than us. I'd say twice our age doing just that. All right. Well, power to them. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, let's get let's get back to Poldark, right? Huh? Yeah. That's what any, people want to hear. Any news on, on, our, on our show's front, or has it been a relatively quiet... Um, relatively quiet the crown is currently searching for the prince harry they're looking to cast that guy uh there's a new show called welcome to chippendales on hulu starring kumail nanjani and also dan stevens from downton abbey i don't know if he's a chippendales dancer but a chippendale yeah i was gonna say that's a that's a huge get for the the fans out there of good old magic boy what's his name from fairy tale boy (laughs) Cousin Matthew. Cousin Matthew. Why does fairy tale boy come to mind first before cousin Matthew? Because he dies. He's nothing but a fairy tale boy after that. Dies too soon. Uh, but we do have an update on that mine uh, that was on Pole Dark. That was, you know, the, they were suing Prince Charles about it. Uh-huh. The Wheel Roots Ten mine. Uh, it is closed <laughs> for oh, failure. So not a museum rent. anymore. They lost. Uh. I, th- I think it was updated. Like, I don't know. As of right now, it's it's effectively closed. It was a mu- yeah. It was turned into a museum, but it's it's still effectively closed at the moment. It sounds like. Wow, that's that's wild. You know that that's that's, that's British that's, royalty for you. They don't care. Power they, right now. They have a, a dead ninety <laughs> six year old mom. 
And so they just take and they take from the people. (laughs) That's right. Uh, But yeah, I think that's pretty much all that's been going on in the world of the shows that we we view. Dave, how you been doing, man? I've been, I mean, I've been a busy guy. It's one of those things. You've played shows with your band and stuff. We have two shows at the same dive bar in Connecticut. It's not quite Oktoberfest. (laughs) Busy enough. Supposed to, I mean, logistically, I'm not the one who books the shows, but I booked a show for a big outdoor festival that spans all of uh, our neighboring town, Milford, by the beach. Mm-hmm. And it was like my first time really getting behind the, the booking reins in a long time. And and then it rained all day and we had to cancel. Oh, and where do we wind up the dive bar we played the last week? So, <laughs> so time is a flat circle. Yeah, indeed. But it's fun. You know, I get to make music. I saw I bumped into an old buddy um this is this is mildly relevant from from back when I used to play shows in high school and mm-hmm. he said oh how's everything going I said oh okay I gotta leave here to go play a gig at a bar and he basically gave me like a ten minute rant about how valuable it is to be able to do creative things with people and now he's got like two kids and they're still too young for him to be able to start a new band and do fun things and so I guess I'm I, I'm saying not just being in the band but being able to do this podcast I guess. It's pretty cool to be able to do creative stuff. So I think as we get older, yeah, get a little positivity going through. It was a very uplifting conversation that I was like, I did not expect to have, and it was nice. So with that, why don't we do what we do best here? Let's let's go on with breaking down Poldark, yeah. the season four. Flex our artistic muscles and talk about <laughs> hog tying people. <laughs> yeah, this is a hell of an episode, Dave. Oh my goodness. I was, a lot uh, happened. It, I've been super busy these past couple of days with this gig coming together and falling apart and coming together again. So I was like, "Oh boy, this better not be an exposition or you know a dead baby episode of Poldark." And oh goodness, it was not. It is locked in here. Um, we start with Demelza riding Ross again. You know, while they're at the beach, of course, never can be can be too far from those waves crashing, and. Uh, you know, Ross again, we see, is serving in Parliament. George is now there, silently spectating as Ross holds court. Really and hamming gets, it up. And gets booed. Yeah. He, he's just letting them. He's letting the booze pour on him. He doesn't care. He doesn't want the children to starve. That's his big plight. No, yeah. And it seems uh, Demelza is, is echoing a similar sentiment in her letters. Like, how effective are you being? What's, you know... It's kind of rough over here too. We're not children are, are victims of food short shortage. There's a fever. Six are dead from it. Yeah, people killing, people dying, children hurting, and they're crying. <laughs> Will you practice what you preach? <laughs> okay, <laughs> we we get the picture. They're going hungry. Um, no, that's, that's where's the love? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I, I missed the Black Eyed Peas reference there. I'm, I'm just uh, not. I'm really jet lagged, folks. You know, I caught back from Germany. I'm just, you know, waking up at five in the morning every day right now. It's okay. <laughs> I'm in it, man. I'm in it. Uh, the malnourished children going on. Uh, Sam is even frustrated. We see Sam Carn being like, you know, Ross said he'd fix this. And it's like, dude, what do you want him to do? <laughs> yeah, what can just one ship, man do? <laughs> ship some bales of wheat and barley for you to go it's feast like, on? I like, to Demelza, I would have looked over and been like, why well, God fix this? You yeah, this ain't how government like, works, man. You are. 
Get out of here, Sam. Why don't you go take a bath? That guy looks like he's dirty all the time in this episode. He has, like, perpetual dirt on his face. And he ain't working in the mine. We know that. So, like, Sam, why are you so dirty? Wasn't he working in the mine, or is he not canonically uh, maybe. in this episode? Maybe he's working in the mine. But not often enough to be that... Come on, man. Just take a shower. He's a preacher. Or, or whatever. Impor- his appearance is important to the public. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, though... Yeah, there's definitely a food shortage. The, the people can work, but they can't afford to feed their family. I was a little confused, though, because last we checked, the mine was flooded. I guess they've just worked through that. Well, they, they said, basically, they that's why they say they don't have money to pay the workers. Because all they're doing is basically cleaning it. Getting mm. the water out, getting the mud out. So, you know, that's... Okay. It's it's doing better. But, yeah. yeah. Well, but no, it's not doing better, but it's moving It's losing along. money. It's keeping them paid. Keeping them employed. Yeah. Uh, where do we want to go from 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 here on the episode? I feel like there's three storylines, but the two big ones intersect. So I think we should okay, talk about Ross and Parliament first. Sure. Well, what's going on there? We got, we already talked about it a little bit. He's really annoyed at the fact that he's these food is is so expensive that there's all this sort of hoarding and profit and this sort of ties into obviously george and elizabeth are always the tails side of the coin to ross being the head side of the coin so Mm. we see that george and and elizabeth are sort of hobnobbing with these rich people and they're chuckling about ross's idea to about how people are underpaid and this is what this was one of those moments that i think that elizabeth has just straight up turned heel this is like sure this is nwo miss elizabeth she has gone full-on heel mode here she just has no level of understanding for the plights of the people yeah and i think uh that is very much true with just how she's reacting with with george and they're poking fun at ross and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. we do see that she is on full-on team george team war leggin in a way that she has always sort of, you know, she's been teetering towards it in this yeah. season so far. And I think she's fully committed to it. So uh-huh. that is going on. And then we see that the comment is made that if you can't afford to eat, why not go to the poorhouse? So we see Cold-blooded. Ross takes it upon himself to check out the poorhouse. And... The, you know, people are just waiting in line for what little food they can get there. It's not good. It's it's not a Ponderosa. It's not the Sizzler. Nope. There's it's only so Nando's. much to, to go around. <laughs> it's, it's not a Nando's. Uh, they're going hungry. They are indeed. These uh, they're eating gruel, some sort of sludge. <laughs> it's not very appetizing at all. And when we're in the poorhouse. Ross's wheels start turning in his head about something he can do. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of this show's weak points historically is that whenever Ross has an idea, we never know what the idea is until he explicitly says what the idea is. Yeah. And the whole episode, he's, he goes to the poorhouse and he's thinking and he keeps telling people he has a scheme and a plan. And I'm like, is he just going to bring the politicians to the poorhouse? Is this going to be like, Downton Abbey, where you know you bring Robert to Cora's hospital meeting, and all of a sudden his heart grows like the Grinch, like he realizes what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And 
absolutely. This Ross is thinking on some you know galaxy brain stuff here. I don't. I feel like we're he we're having like him run around and all this. I'm gonna get this guy out. Talk to this guy. Talk to this guy. Talk to this guy. And then I'll explain my scene. Like, just cut to it. Like, we know what's going on yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And all it turns into is them having a sit down at government and saying, like, give the lower the prices of grain so people can at least afford it. <laughs> uh, to which they need Foulmouth to approve of it. And then Foulmouth walks in and he says, No, I got my own idea. We can create more jo- jobs with this thing uh, for, around my land or whatever, <laughs> or something along those lines. Well, I'm pretty sure. I think you might have misinterpreted those things. So I'm I'm really jet lagged. Sorry, okay. folks. <laughs> so no, I, so basically, what Ross comes up with is the idea of welfare, mm. of the government assisting these people, and low, yes, indeed, lowering the prices of grain to make it affordable for the people that can't afford it, because mm. well-fed people can work; they can make you more money. And if the government is helping these people stay employed, the poorhouses are no longer relevant. Right. So in order to yeah, get favor, I, I, I he think needs, I caught that drift. Yeah. yeah. He, he, yes. Indeed. Grain is going to be cheaper. Um, Falmouth needs signs on, on the contingency that Ross, even though he's been bucking his, his orders for over a year, however long Ross has been in finally allows for him to build this road that will help him extend his estate, which is a vanity project. And then Ross, mm-hmm. being Ross, has to lean in and say, what about all the people you're going to be rehoming? Yeah. And Falmouth is like, I'll do it on my dime. So he's begrudgingly doing this for Ross. So single-handedly, Ross is helping the people. Ross invents welfare as a concept. He invents welfare and all of uh, you know Cornwall becomes prosperous because of him. Well, we see, yeah, we see that he sort of tries it in Cornwall. And then when he brings it to Parliament, there's this movement of... of all the guys that are screaming at him continue to scream at him, but we see one guy like, I need to have a meeting with this pole dark fella. Yeah. And that's that's the kind of forward momentum that Ross is Ross is gonna change the world. It it seems to be the case. while all while serving in Parliament with a five o'clock shadow, he never lets it go. It's like, dude, you think you'd be a little bit more clean shaven for for here? You don't see any of our politicians today with that kind of look. But Comb the hair. Oh, my God. Dude, Ross's hair in this episode. There's, there's a scene with Elizabeth. You can't tell me that's not a wig. It's just like the shock of hair planted on his head. It does not look natural at all. He's, he's, good, he's got good hair. Too good. A little too good, if you ask me, in this episode. Well, he doesn't shave, but he, he puts product in his hair. There's definitely some moose going in there, for we sure. Could, some we product. could talk about the Elizabeth, how he, became, how he came to be in the room with Elizabeth. Well, yeah, Caroline is in the town. Well, Caroline and, and and somebody else is having a little bit too much fun gambling in town. Well, so Caroline is de- disassociating from the fact that her child recently died by spending time in London. She's carousing around with that Adderley fellow, the guy who clued George into the borough that he purchased. Mm-hmm. And so there's a party going on, a, a, like a poker game, actually. And as you said, Jeffrey Charles shows up with some people saying like this guy owes us money let's like rough him up to which of course Ross does not turn down an opportunity to punch a man in the face as he no, does Ross, Ross gets punched in the face oh Ross gets punched in the Ross face Ross gets rocked his nose is bleeding he's bleeding everywhere 
But he apprehends the guy. He turns his hand behind his back. Oh, yeah, but he doesn't. He acts out of self defense. Ross is not. Okay. You know, Ross does not shoot first in this instance. All right. But uh, he's like, let Jeffrey Charles be. And then Jeffrey Charles responds by going, <laughs> just up chucking right there. That's right. And Dave, as you know, now. and maybe some listeners know, and nothing makes me laugh harder than a person vomiting in movie TV or anything and seeing Jeffrey Charles' vom city right there killed me. He had a couple too many bottles of port, as Ross says. I think he had just a few too many Tito's, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Take, shooting them back, losing money. Mm-hmm. And then Ross is like, I'll settle the debt. We're good. Just leave him alone. And the guy's yeah. trying to pick a fight with Ross, and Ross is like, well, I'm in Parliament with your daddy. But what do you got to say about sure, that? Yeah, you sure you want to fight with me, bro? So, yeah. Elizabeth comes to visit Ross. It's the first time they have private time together where they don't have to worry about anyone really finding them in some time. Mm-hmm. But she's Elizabeth is like, you know, what do you need for, for Jeffrey Charles? What, how can I repay you? What can I do? And he's just like, I don't Don't worry about it. <laughs> Whatever. We're, we're good now, right? Yeah, I mean, they seem more like strangers that have like a similar interest than they do people that have an intimate personal relationship, even prior to all the foul things that happened there. Right, it almost takes like Ross saying, well, I got to be concerned about my cousin for you to remember like how close they are. And then also feel a few shivers when it's like, oh, wait, that's his cousin. You made out with her. Uh, Well, Elizabeth's not his cousin. She married That's right, it's Francis. Well, she Elizabeth says... Did you? Uh, he's acting a lot like his father did because we we do remember right. Francis gambled a lot. Oh <laughs> yeah, he did. And he's like, ah, not only the good thing so far. Yeah, he doesn't have a dangerous gambling addiction yet. And and Just let Elizabeth, him have some fun. Elizabeth's like, don't watch after him. You know that's what George should do. And Ross is like, you think Jeffrey Charles is gonna listen to George? Yeah, I have a bad feeling about the way things are going for Jeffrey Charles here. There's no supervision on this boy. I don't know. I, I don't see. I, I think out. Ross is going to be too positive of a role model. He's going to turn him around. It'd be really rough if something bad were to happen to him, because then all the Francis Poldarks of the world are gone. Well, I don't think Jeffrey Charles is going to die. I hope not. He's also grown up so much. You think about this. He's like a teenager. He sprung from the loins of Francis, and Ross has not aged a single day since then. <laughs> hey, he's a. Uh... I mean, neither has Garrett. Yeah, there's something in the water. (laughs) Yeah, something lead. Uh, But yeah, so there's a party later. uh, Or was it? Ross comes across uh, Adderley and Elizabeth, and he's like trying to put his finger on where he remembers Ross from. Oh, he's with, yeah, Ross is with Caroline. He's like, I know you from somewhere. Oh, no, Elizabeth and George are there. Right, so later on, that yeah, he's like, oh, that Ross guy, I clocked him over there. He he's he was at a party of yours, George, and George is like, what? And, and he utterly adds, oh, yeah, Elizabeth was meeting with him. Huh? And Elizabeth shuts it down so quick. It's great. She's like, suspicious minds aren't for a healthy relationship. And George is like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, you're right. I think she's – George whipped. is steering the ship. <laughs> But I don't know, man. Is, he seemed pretty whipped right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think George is steering the ship, and we'll get to some of that stuff later on. But Elizabeth is definitely this, this is definitely more of a uh, Gilded Age. What's the the 
Carrie Coon character. Like mm. they're both doing something to move their social ship forward. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And Caroline that's is also pretty much, that pretty much resolves that right there. Like oh, she's yeah, like, Don't worry the, about it, George. Yeah. And that's it. So we, we see Car- Car- Caroline is, is, is really numbing the pain of this loss of a baby by just partying in London. Yeah. And she even says to Ross, like, what better place to go to numb the pain than London? It's like, well, maybe like Hawaii, Jamaica. <laughs> I mean, Spain's right there. Yeah. Go anywhere. to Paris. But no, uh, London. And she has all new friends, as Ross says. And... Ross is just trying to get her to sort of cool down. Like, Dr. Ennis loves you. Go back home. Be with your family. Even, you know, he basically, there's a moment where he's sitting alone. And she walks in and she goes, oh, what are you in here doing? He goes, oh, thinking about my daughter. And she says, oh, that's great. And and what it's whatever, um, Cloence. And he goes, no, 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 not Cloence. Julia, my first daughter that died. And she's like, I don't know. He's going to preach. And sure enough, Ross is like, "You got You don't run away. You got to cry, young lady." It's good advice. There's no strength in in uh, showing the weakness. Like you know, just give in for a moment. You know, let it come over you. It's funny. I feel like this season they've really recounted the fact that they had that daughter pass away so early, whereas they feel like they kind of glossed over that the past couple seasons. But it's really uh-huh. come back around this year, where it's like, man, that was some some stuff they went through, huh? Yeah, I think this uh, is a show that doesn't. Um shy away from past traumas in a way that I think a lot of other shows sort of move beyond them or never leave them. I think trauma does in real life, it comes and goes according to what your circumstances are. So this is a show that very much is realistic in that regard, I think. Yeah. But uh, it seems like she's, she's doing better though. She's like, you know what? You got a point. (laughs) She talks to him. She's like, you know, I appreciate that Ross. Good call. Yeah. Good on, good on Ross there. And hopefully Caroline can, can kip up and bounce back from this. Uh, these London parties are not for her. No, this feels a lot like Princess Margaret. She's just sort of, she, you know, she's just trying to black out every night. Yeah. She would have fun in Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, just an absolute blast. I think that's all the London stuff. I think we can move to Cornwall. Yeah, what's going on in Cornwall? Uh, I mean, it's all kind of tied into like because there's nothing really much going on with Demelza at home aside from her being a voice of encouragement to to Drake. Uh, and we could talk about that right now, I guess. Yeah, Drake is a. Uh, he knows that. Uh, he's going to bend the knee. Yeah, he he knows what he has to do. He doesn't bend the knee though. Tarasina. He goes up to her and he's like, hey, look, I used to love another lady. And that'll always have a place in my heart. I'm sure you heard the rumors. Yeah. I'm sure you heard the, the the whispers around town. And it's true. But I just want to let you know that uh, I do. I'll marry you. I will. Mm-hmm. And, but I can't bend my knees because yep. they don't work. Yeah, because of that terrible thing I did in France, saving Dr. Dwight. <laughs> yeah. Permanently injured. <laughs> By the way, a lot of uh, Dwight looking uh, like a sad boy this episode. Sad boy Dwight again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, buck up, bro. Oh, oh, we, we kind of skipped over it. Before we even get deeper into the Drake stuff, there's that moment where he's talking to, to Demelza where it's like, 
do you ever think if Ross and Caroline met each other earlier, they would have done well with each other? And Mills is like, yeah, they probably would have done well for each other. And you get the sense for a and, and, moment oh, they're like, Dwight, is Dwight going to hook up with Demelza? This, yeah, this show does not shy away from people flirting with each other. Why not? The, the when the, you know the others are so far gone for so long, why not? There's got to be a supercut of like Dwight and Demelza like shipping yeah, online. Shipping. <laughs> oh yeah, I just Google. I just YouTube searched it. Well, this is a first for the Lords of Grantham. We had a bit of a recording snafu where. One of our recorders stopped, and we missed half the episode. So we're we're doubling back to where something that we talked about for about fifteen minutes. And so this if we is my fault ourselves, because I, I I went to look up the Dwight and Demelza videos on YouTube, and I think the YouTube uh, cut out my recording. But there's strength, it's power, and strength to all those Demelza and Dwight shippers yes. out there. Well, not no, no power and strength to you because you <laughs> screwed up a good recording of us talking about all the stuff that happened. But if we repeat ourselves, we apologize. Just mm-hmm. know, Corey's jet lagged. Blame Germany. Just bl- yeah, blame it all on me, man. Okay, but so I we think- say that we're here. Yeah. Rosina Drake is happening. They're 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 about to get married, y'all. <laughs> Drake is going to get down on his knees if he can. He doesn't. He tells he's her not, he's not he, a beggar. He, tell, he tells her that she's. She's uh she might not be first in his mind, but she will be first. Or she, rather, she might not be first in his heart, but she'll be first in his logical brain. Which you can't knock the man for. Sure. You can oh, knock her for saying okay, no question to that, but that is what, what that you, is. That is that is what it is with Rosina. And then we uh, see the entire Karn clan go to visit Jacka, who is Rosina's <laughs> father. And Jack is Jacka? His name is Jacka, J-A-C-K-A. Hell yeah. And his lackey, Harry Harry, Tom Harry's <laughs> kind of little brother. I like the idea that this family just kind of ran out of names. They're like, well, we got Tom, we got Harry. Well, let's just name the second child Harry yes, Harry, right? So, so nice they named him twice. Harry squared. H2. Yeah, yeah, so they're not too thrilled at Drake. They think that they need to get more of a a deal out of that uh, mm-hmm. engagement, if you will, that, you know, they're losing a daughter that is a pair of hands that can help. And even when they offer life a life of blacksmith work, he's still not happy with Drake. No. They, they don't want anything to do with them. Uh but yeah, he's still going to marry the girl. He's going to marry her, but things are going sideways somewhere else. Indeed. Everyone's favorite, everyone's favorite librarian, Arthur Solway, Rowella, and Whitworth, the triangle of the century. And uh, Well, yeah. And it's Arthur, Whitworth, Rowella, and Marwenna. You can call it a... Well, Marwenna's not really involved with Solway. It's a fatal four-way. Yeah. She's definitely invested in this. Um, so we see that Ozzy, at this point in time, his mother has decided that enough of dismissing maids, I'm just going to tell this one to yank the baby out of Morwenna's hands. Yeah. 
And it's because Morwenna keeps threatening to murder the child, which I was saying to you, Dave, like, how many times has she threatened this child, really? How many times can you pull that card and say, like, well, let's do it. Let's end this child. And it's like, can't, can't you just threaten him with something else? Like, say you're not going to, like... With what? What's worse than not putting Not going to bathe or something? Just say you're going to smell? <laughs> just say you're going to out her to the, out him to the community. Say you're going to go to church and you're going to say that he slept with my sister and sucked her toes. Or just try and be stinky and see if he wants to come around you then. That's true. It always works. It always uh, works. B.O. always works. <laughs> so, she's miserable, and he's back to his his ways. He's like, oh, we can resume our con- conjugal bliss. He's shaking his hips in this episode, and I was like, I don't need to see that. And it is, it is, it is like repulsive television to watch him do that. And there's there's and, and, a the brief moment where he's like, can't you just be happy in our wedded bliss? And it's like, nah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> No, not as long as you're like sweating like a hoss there, bro. You gotta stop. <laughs> well, he's he's doubly excited because now that the baby's gone, he can do this, resume forcing himself on his wife, and also uh, he goes to visit that old dude that has that information about the bank and all the mm-hmm. people that he's uh, used their money on on gambling rather than keeping it and investing it. Yeah, and. He looks like he's dead. He's lying there motionless. He's on the way out. And the man, Whitworth, thinks that he has a dead guy in front of him. And now this is his time to run his mouth and cut a promo about how happy he is that his two greatest obstacles in life are over. This guy that's just been a pain in his side. He's had Mm -hmm. to console with him and pray with him is dead. And... Now he no longer needs to go and service his sister-in-law. And I believe he uses that phrase in front of this guy, this yeah. allegedly dead body. And he's like, well, I'll see you in hell or whatever. And he's walking out and the other the guy's like, not if I see you first. <laughs> yeah, brother. Uh, and very on the nose with what they're alluding to there because Whitworth is not long for this world here. Now, do we think this old guy is going to die an emphatic death, or is he going to have like a, what's his name on uh, Downton Abbey, Isabel's husband? Is he going to like? Where he comes back. Yeah, it's like you're not even close to dying. It's not a big deal at all. You're going to be fine. No, I think he's on the way out because he's too important to the plot mechanic of things going sideways for the bank, uh, and impacting Ross. So he's got to he's got to kick it soon. Yeah. Also, the the actor is so hamming it up in that moment where he just has this huge grin on his face. Not if I see you for whatever, man. All right, just die. Okay, just next. Die. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but Whitworth, dude, is squealing like a pig. So he he is on a horse going home at night when a masked marauder comes across him. It's Arthur Solway. It's it's yeah. Ruella's husband who's been he, peeping. He, He's been catching him. He caught he knows him. she's creeping. He caught him because she she bought a candlestick and said it was his money that she saved discreetly to buy something nice for the house, but. He realizes in this moment of catching them when they lock his front door that it's mm-hmm. not his own money. It's the the vicar's, vicar's. money. So yeah. he takes it upon himself to clock him in the head. But he misses. He like swings wildly. And they tussle for a bit. And then Whitworth falls off the horse. Gets his foot caught in the, the little the bridle foot holder there. The, yeah, the saddle. The bridle. The, the saddle. And he just gets dragged away while he goes wee 
Wee, he is gone. <laughs> and next we see him. You know, I thought he'd be scraped up or have a broken arm or something. No, that, if it was Ross, it would be. He's dead. Yeah, dude, he's cold. He's pale. <laughs> Dwight checks his body, and like, there's just some lacerations there. Uh, but yeah, rest in piss, Whitworth. You're gone, brother. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> you know, uh, grand opening, grand closing. We don't miss you, man. No one does. No one does. And you know, they start making house calls to, to send their regards to 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 Morwenna and Morwenna tells George and Elizabeth in that moment who come to visit her like George is like my condolences and she's like no I'm happy that guy was terrible he threatened me all the time he raped me essentially and this is all because of you two I blame both of you yeah and, and and it's like and you set me up with him you forced this why why yeah and mm-hmm. we see that Lady Whitworth has caught wind of a visitor coming. And well, I guess we should talk about that now. Demelza leaks yeah. out the information to Drake that what has happened has happened. Mm-hmm. And Drake, being the altruistic man that he is, he can't, in a good conscience, marry Rosina while Morwenna is now on the market. Single. Yeah. So he's, he's he calls it game. off with her and goes to to talk to Marwenna and she is in no emotional shape. She screams at him. She tells him she's tainted. Nothing to see mm-hmm. here. She never wants to see him again. Yep. And Lady Whitworth comes out and calls upon some servants to horsewhip him and throw him off the property. <laughs> and he skedaddles immediately. Oh, he does. Because he doesn't want to get horse Who wants to get horse whipped? Yeah. These guys are probably looking forward to horse whipping somebody that day. Yeah. And, and now, George, he does seem to be reckoning a little bit with what Moron is telling him about Whitworth. That, you know, you, you can say, see it registered on his face. Like, he, can, he buys a little bit of what she's saying. Or there's some truth to what she's saying. Because he knew Whitworth was a pretty dis- distasteful man. He was He was not a good guy. But... That doesn't stop him from saying, "Go harass uh, Drake Karn. Let's go arrest him. He's got to well, yeah, be." Elizabeth to this. says, "You will not legally pursue him. You know that he didn't do anything wrong. You're just, yeah. you know, picking up that old grudge." And he goes, I, "Okay, I won't." And as soon as Elizabeth leaves, he tells Harry, "He said, get Harry. Yeah. Tell him we got business to attend to." And then Harry said, "Harry and Jacka are both mm-hmm. of the mindset like this guy. You know, we're not letting him get away with this." Right, and, and Whitworth's mom is already saying, like, my son was a good horse rider. This didn't just happen. Someone did it. It's probably that boy who tried to come to our house. And I like that Ennis is like, no, he's, he's so, you know, he fell off the horse. No big deal. Yep. Ennis is like, I don't want anything to deal with. You know, after all the evil this guy put on his wife, I don't want anything. I'm cleaning my hands of this. Choke would be like, yeah. oh, yeah, it was Drake Karn. Right. Not, but, not uh, Dwight. Harry, Harry, he sets the house on fire. He he finishes what his brother only started. Yep. Tough beat. Tough yep. beat and there see for, for Drake. Outside the ashes, you know, Drake has been on the lamb. He's probably sleeping in the caves or something like that. Yeah. We see Sam and Demelza kind of talking over the ashes, saying, "Oh no, you know, <laughs> karma." It's kind of our fault. This, yeah. Why do we have to do this? And Rosina walks up and she's like, "Hey, can't be too upset with this guy." He's an okay guy. He 
you're not that bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he she basically says, you know, if you guys just didn't tell him, he would have married me, and he probably would have lived a life full of regret. So I'll I'll, I'll see y'all down the road. It's okay. We'll see you later, Rosina. You'll be fine. Now, if I'm Sam, I'm chasing her down and getting down on one knee and doing what my brother could He was do. so amped up for his brother to marry her. It's like, yeah, why don't you do it, man? She's single now. She's, she she likes the Lord. She might not be as, uh, as exotic as Emma, uh, yeah. Folly's daughter. But as Drake said, he could, you know, she's simple enough. She could provide a, a good life for her. Sam could do the same. Yeah. Get on it, Sam. <laughs> Come on, man. Just stop waiting on the sidelines there. But I, I think that covers a lot of this episode, right? I mean, it ends with Morwenna throwing her, uh, the necklace into the water, the one that uh-huh. Drake had given her. And then Ross goes back to Parliament and introduces welfare to a grand scheme wherein right. he misses uh, all of this, uh, you know, all of his, his haters and the people booing him. But he's catching mm-hmm. the eye of some people who want to have conversations with him. Right. Right, he essentially invents welfare, as we're saying here. Yes. <laughs> Where he proposes that, you know, for the people who are at the poor houses, they'll get the compensation and food uh, on an affordable rate. They'll be healthy enough to work for you, so you get better work output. And the government grand. doesn't have to pay for the poor houses. Ross is just a man of the people there. Yep. Real hero. Yeah. And if, and if we did miss any sort of odds and ends, it's because... Technical difficulties. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. Then we got a wedding to go to this weekend. <laughs> so it's not going to get much better. <laughs> no, Next week is going to be two sentences. It does not get much better than this episode. But this is a, this is one of the best episodes of the season. I was I was literally the moment that uh, Ozzy walks into the bedroom and he takes mm-hmm. his robe off and you see him in his nightgown. And he's all shimmying and shaking, ready to resume his conjugal duties with his wife i was like i do not have it in me to deal with more of him oh doing gosh. that they really pushed it to the limit with this guy so the fact that he then is killed <laughs> is a real delight so so thankful so grateful for that and hopefully only better days ahead for them but yeah we, we got him deaded we got ross inventing welfare this episode Jeffrey we got Charles Jeffrey Charles in a bucket, <laughs> up chucking a storm. Ross getting I mean, punched in the face by a kid, and just talking to the kid, scaring the, the kid. We got the introduction of Harry Harry this episode. Harry Harry squared, uh, H two, um, and then we got Dwight and Demelza making eyes at each other, like, "What if, huh?" We'll see. I hope we don't, but uh, we might <laughs> know in this show. Could, could be that way. They call him Doctor Love for a reason. Oh, yep. Wouldn't be the first yep. time he broke up a marriage. <laughs> no, he's kind of a professional, some would say. Uh, well, let's get to these power rankings then. Yeah. Corey, who do you got going down? Number three, I got going down Jeffrey Charles. The boy can't keep down his uh, his liquor or his food. Uh, he can't uh, win a bet. He's poor, bad at gambling. It doesn't seem like things are going well for Jeffrey Charles. All right. Not bad. I, yeah. Well, number three, I got a... He he stopped recording at twenty minutes in. It's oh no, I don't actually have Corey as number three. Um, oh come on! I got Rosina at number three because she's oh, yeah. just too sweet a spirit, and she's getting walked all over. And her family's kind of enacting this revenge on her behalf, and she seems so pure of heart that she just knows that 
Drake is going to be better off. Yeah. And it's it's hard to say anything but like thank you for your service Rosina. You came to this show. Mm-hmm. You were given a a really poor plot to sort of fill time for Drake and now you got to walk off into the distance. I hope she comes back. I'm I want to I want to ship her with Sam. Yeah, it seems a little too pat to just write her off like that right now. So Especially in that there's literally she walks away from a burnt uh black shop and then drake just yeah. walks up a minute later like you want to talk about bad timing that's bad she could have seen him and talked yeah. to him well well speaking of drake he's my number two okay he he almost gets married he doesn't now he's on the run because people think he may have murdered whitworth he can't be with the, the woman that he loves this guy's in the bad shape his home is burned down was it his Not home good. or is it his shop either way it's a it's a it's shop it's close his, enough it's a home adjacent yeah, probably a little too hot during the summer to be his home. Yeah. Well, number two going down, I got I got George because... Oh, yeah? You know, it seems as though this rivalry with Ross, it seems he, you know, he's sitting in Parliament in the beginning of this episode all happy to watch the people yell at him. And then we see Falmouth, who is at, at one point in the episode, basically says like to Ross, you don't listen to me. You don't uh-huh. follow my rules. And and now you want me to be on your side, and then he winds up being on Ross's side. So like, right. that's a big W for for Ross in that regard. And as far as this rivalry is concerned, Ross gets the upper hand on George to the point where George looks like a total fool in front of his constituents. And then Rowella or um, Morwenna, Morwenna. gives him the, the, <laughs> the verbal smackdown of you. You made yeah. me suffer. So that's pretty terrible for George. I I do like um. No, it is funny how they kind of underplayed the fact that he's just back in Parliament. It's just a given that he got his borough, so he's just there already. Don't need to see that happen. But I do like the moment where George is like, well, what are the people do to do who sell grain? How are they supposed to make money? And Ross is like, what, are you like going debt from buying a borough? Like, well, come on, man. <laughs> like, you're, no one is worried about your well-being, okay? You're, you're doing just fine. Um. Anyways, well, number one, though, going down, it's got to be obvious who it is. For you, I didn't put him. I didn't. You didn't I put didn't, Whitworth at number one I going didn't put down. Whitworth at number one going down. I don't care. This about guy Whitworth. is as dead as it gets, and also, he he resumed conjugal stuff with his wife, but he wasn't too happy about it. Nah, there's no questions. Whitworth going down at number one. Well, I got Drake at number one because everything what? you said. What? You so you have George ahead of Whitworth. You have Rosina Rosina ahead of I'm Whitworth. I'm happy Whitworth is gone. I'm celebrating. Okay. All right. He's a despicable. I think his karma runs even in this episode. He flies very close to the sun, and then okay. he dies. <laughs> sure. He has a decent beginning of the episode, and he has a terrible end of the episode. Live fast, die young. Yeah, as they say. Yep. Bad vicars do it that way. So yeah, Drake for the reasons I said. Number one. Yeah, basically, you know, his house. He still his got his health work, though. It's burned. He he does, but he also like. He says in the beginning he doesn't love Rosina. Like, it's not love. He's like, this is just my lot, and it's the best I can sure. do. Well, who's going up for you then, Dave? Well, number three, I got Caroline, because I think this is an episode where Ross has those two sort of discussions with her, and and similar to what... This feels comparable to Armitage and Ennis having the, like, bro down after they got back from the war, where it's like, you got to talk to someone who has suffered a similar tragedy to you to really learn how to cope and caroline 
like this is as, as much as happens in this episode. I feel like there's not a lot of positive positive momentum, and I think Caroline mm-hmm. actually shows personal growth in ways that she has not in the whole show, in my opinion. Sure. I need to see her more directly reckon with it before I give her her flowers for that. Okay. <laughs> but there is definitely a bit of awakening that Ross stirs in her by talking to her. For me, at number three, I got two people tied. I got the introduction of Harry Harry. The guy <laughs> shows up. He burns houses down. He, yeah, he clocks in, earns his paycheck, clocks out. He, he's no-nonsense Luigi to Tom Harry's Mario. You know, this guy's good. More uh, like a Wario. Maybe. Maybe more of a Wario. Uh, but also, I got Prudy at number three because when he comes oh, to go shovel. investigate uh, where the whereabouts of Drake, Demelza won't let him in. He gets in there and then Prudy sneak attacks him with a shovel to the face. And she really gets him good. So some good physical violence. All the more credit to Prudy. All gotta right. give it to her. Well, at number two, she might feel like she's tainted and she might not want to see the man Drake anytime soon. But you got to give it up for Morwenna in this one. Holy guacamole. She she is free at last. Free at last. Ozzy is dead. All she could have hoped for. Absolutely. And and in her moment of emotional vulnerability, she doesn't bow to the norm of having to kiss the feet of George and Elizabeth. She is brutally honest to the point that she shakes Elizabeth and shakes George, which never happens. So... Marwana, yeah. welcome, welcome to the singles club. That's a good one. Well, for me, I, number two, I got Arthur Solway. Oh, the guy yeah. <laughs> gets even for for this dude who's been cheating with his wife. He kills him. So Don't like, get he, mad. mission accomplished. Don't get mad. <laughs> also, get like in this even. episode too, where it's like, oh, they're trying to start looking for the murderer of Whitworth, and they both glare at the candlestick. And it's like no one's going to assume that candlestick that is currently holding a candle is what killed the man. Like, well, maybe this old dude will fa- will will tell somebody what what we're said, and that'll open up the door. Yeah, if he makes Arthur's, it, dude. I don't know. But I mean, Arthur's not going to play a factor in the show anymore. I don't know. Who who knows, man? Who knows? Well, who's number one going up for you, Dave? It's Ross. He invents welfare. Sure, he does. And well. then he, he does. Okay. He he continues to forge a, a positive uh, uncle relationship with Jeffrey Charles, and in the the moment of. You know, he's the cool uncle. When Jeffrey Charles is drunk, he bails him out and says, don't tell your dad. I got this. I mean, I think the kid needs a little bit more reprimanding at this point, though. It's, it's not good looks when we see Jeffrey Charles. Whatever. But the fact that he okay. basically invents welfare and then gets okay. one of someone who opposes him to be on his side is a, and compromises in a way that makes Ross win. Yeah. Big victory sure. for Ross. Well, I got more one at number one for the same reasons you said. She's free. She's free at last. I, I mean, if if it was all the way clean for her, I give her number one. But yeah, great, yeah. great week for her. And that is this week on on, on Pole Dark. Dave, Indeed. have you been watching anything else, man? Yeah, I so I I, oh, okay. I like to watch my my shows in the gym, my elliptical shows. My sure. I, I like that's where I watch Love Is Blind and The Ultimatum and all those shows. Absolutely. And I saw on Peacock there was one called Love Island USA, and I oh. said. Okay, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family is the host. And I said, really? okay, let me give this a shot. She's only on like one episode so far, so okay. don't get your hopes up. And I watched like three or four episodes of this show over the course of a week or two on the gym. And I was like, this is not good. But then something uh-huh. happened in like episode five where it just clicks. And I was like, 
So basically the premise is they're single people on an island and they need to like couple up mm -hmm. and endure. And it's yeah. all BS drama and the, they're all shallow, attractive people. So I guess why I said this is I was looking at it the other day. I was like, well, this is, okay, I'm intrigued by this show. It's kind of entertaining. And I looked to see how many episodes there were and there are 35 episodes of this show. Oh, yeah, because it goes all summer. But I had no idea. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be this like oh you know Freezy. 14 episodes i'm gonna be done in a week no 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 i'm i'm gonna when you ask next week it's gonna be love island usa oh yeah again, no, again, it, again. i i've heard love island uk is like the one to watch though like that's like the real like drama and stuff like that well i don't know if that's on peacock so okay well I'll just let you know about the love island uk but that, that that's well, yeah, the one so to the watch UK right listeners now. this is i mean and they do say like america's gonna vote on who goes on a date with who and tune in tomorrow to find out so I think this is like Big Brother, where they do like air it very quickly. Yeah, yeah, all back to back. What about <laughs> you? You've been watching anything since you've been on your travels? I haven't been watching much, but I did watch. Uh, I'm mean, I've been keeping up with She Hulk actually. Okay. Uh, I actually like it a lot. Like I always feel like we say this all the time with the Marvel shows when they first like are going or they're not done yet. It's like that's pretty good, you know. But then like by the end of it, like it wasn't that good. This is one that I think actually is like knows exactly what it is. It's very light and like you know, kind of just like out on the outskirts of everything Marvel. It's fun. Like I've really enjoyed like every single episode of it. I, okay. I I'm liking it. Yeah, liking it more than like more than Miss Marvel, more than Moon Knight, all the stuff they've shown this well, year. I mean, Moon Knight is a uh... That was a mess, man. Real yeah. tragic ending there. Yeah. <laughs> that cast. You don't do that to so, Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. Don't do that to Right. Them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to keep up with TV shows, man. Like, there's so many things that keep coming back. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to keep up with Cobra Kai now. Atlanta's back again. But there's, like, another show that came back. And it's like, I don't got time for that. I, Andor I can't keep up with. Man, yeah, I watched the first Andor, and I was, a, I was a big fan. But I just don't have... You know, Time. I'll get there when I get there, but it's, you know, I tried to jump back into Better Call Saul and I was like, I can't, you know. Yeah. Only, and the problem is I watch so much of my TV at the gym that it's like I need my brain to be able to turn off. which is Right. These, and, and you're trying to get your, your pump on, on yeah, too. Yeah. So these attractive people with six packs and, and big arms and tattoos, like they're, that's going to pump me up. But I just need and or will probably make me sit and be sad about Star Wars brothels and stuff like that. Something like that. Well, well, I think that just about wraps it up this week. Dave, you want to run the plugs this week? Sure. You're a jet lag. Let me see if I can do this as well as you can. Mm -hmm. My turn to hit the plugs. We got Facebook, Twitter, okay. yeah. G uh, Instagram. Uh -huh. Hit us up at Gmail, Lord to Grantham at Gmail. Patreon. Mm -hmm. We got we got some backlogs, but we got some seasonal episodes coming out in the next couple weeks that are yeah. going to be fun and involve Downton actors. I think. Hugh Bonneville might be one of those people. Oh, so. we should do we should do that new horror movie from Hugh Bonneville. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm that's what yeah. I'm implying. So oh, I don't I don't know, man. Corey's jet lag, <laughs> but we got that a lot of the stuff there. Um, Podbean website, everything's linked on our uh, Twitter. Between you know, it's all there. It's all in the ether. Look us up. We got stuff. We got merch. We got the whole nine. Y and you can review us on wherever you, you catch your podcast: Apple Podcast, Spotify. Google Podcasts, wherever. Let us know what you think. Five stars if you would. Goes a long way. There we go. There, there we go. We did it, though. And that's the bottom line. And we'll catch you next week on the pod. <laughs>